Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bridge, a show connecting East and West. I am your guest host, Jesse Appel, IATSE. I was a stand-up comedian for nine years in China, and now I'm in Los Angeles doing Chinese comedy, English comedy, and really a little bit of everything. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, and if you like the show, consider giving us a like or giving us five stars, suggestions or comments, anything that you'd like to share with us. Hit us up with an email at welovethebridge at gmail.com. That's we love the bridge. And today, uh, we actually have two special guests here with me. Um, ask you to introduce yourselves. Um, my name is Betty. I'm a junior at University of Southern California, majoring in business administration, and really happy to be here today. And my name is Joy, and I'm a senior at USC, uh, studying business admin. And yeah, very happy to be here today. Very cool. So both of you are students at USC, University of California, big school here in, uh, in Los Angeles, and very influential school in the United States. I feel like there's tons of USC graduates, mm. not only in the United States, but just all over the world. It's a big, big school. And so that's really what I wanted to talk about today was, um, you know, I love spending time with people that live between the cultures. You know, I spent uh, nine years over in China, and now wow. I'm back here in the States, and you guys have spent many, many years growing up in China, and now yeah. you're here in the U.S. And so um, I always find, like, by kind of hearing other people's experiences, I kind of get to learn more about my own country and then maybe even vice versa. So mm -hmm. uh, very glad that you guys are here on the show. sort of um, where are you from originally, each of you? And then, you know, how does that compare to Southern California? Um, I'm originally from Northeast of China, uh, and I'm what we call Dongbeiren. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I will say, like, the weather is totally opposite of, like, where I am right now, Los Angeles. It's super cold in the winter, but in Los Angeles, there's always sunshine, even <laughs> though in the winter. So it's really different. Yeah. And then lifestyle-wise, have you, you like it? You don't like it? Or, you know? Um, I really like the weather because it's really warm. But sometimes I really, like, feel like I miss the snow. Mm. So I drove to the Big Bear to oh, yeah. just to feel the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Big Bear Mountain, that's where you get the snow. And then, yeah. and then Joy, what about you? Where are you from originally? Yeah, so um, I'm from China too, but I like kind of finished my high school here in the States on mm. the East Coast. So um, studying at USC on the West Coast is also kind of like a new experience for me nice. because the weather is totally different. And the like the, the, like the style people talk to each other and then um, the, just the whole environment is also different between mm -hmm. the West and the East as well. Very, very cool. Well, that's definitely a subject I want to get into at some point for, for you guys. But let's start here at the school. Um, you're both studying, so sort of uh, 
how have you enjoyed your time studying here? And what has the experience of studying abroad been like? Is it like what you thought it might be when you were living back in China? Or how is it the same? How is it different? Um, I will say, like, going abroad was not, like, really easy for me at the beginning because I grew up, like, um, like almost all my all my life in China. And I this is, like, going to college in the U.S. is the first time I uh, came so far away from home. Mm. And also for so long, I cannot, like, go home, go back home. So it was, like, a huge challenge for me to to face like everything by myself and to c overcome the culture shock, the yeah. language barrier, all the things. So I think it wasn't like really easy for me, but I'm glad that I uh, overcome all the difficulties and like everything's getting better every day. Yeah, I remember, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to hear you say that because it brings me back to my first days <laughs> oh. in China. And uh, you know, even, you know, there even really basic stuff, mm -hmm. like you feel like such a winner for figuring it out. Like, I remember in China, our electricity, you had the dianka, like you had yeah. a card that you had to load electricity on. And at the time, you had to go to the bank mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I moved into my new apartment, there was no electricity. And the first day, what I had to do was I had to take this card and go to the bank and figure out how this all worked. And it probably took me three hours. Oh, my God. And, um, and it's kind of like, in some ways, it was horrible. Mm. But in other ways, it felt like, you know, I did it. Like, I, yeah. I managed, like, even even really basic stuff when you first are moving into a new place, it feels like a real accomplishment to achieve it. Did you feel that with anything yeah, when you I moved can, here? Like, I could totally relate to that. Like, when I first came to the U.S., it's also the first time I tried to live, like, on, on my own. Oh, wow. So, so even, it's a like, double challenge. Yes, like, even do the laundry by myself, like, made me really proud of myself. Yeah, it yeah. might sound really weird. So, but, like, when I was back home, my mom and dad took, like, really good care, care of me. Mm. But, like, for here, I have to, like, deal with everything mm -hmm. by myself. So you kind of were, like, welcome to being an adult and... Yeah. Like also, as an international student. <laughs> as an international yeah. student. So um, let's go to Joy now and hear kind of your experiences. So um, how is it sort of a different uh, life here in Southern California? And, uh, and what was it kind of like uh, as you first got here? Yeah. Uh, so I would like speak in general, like the first thing, the hugest thing, like I can think of is stereotype. Yeah. So both stereotypes um, of American people to Chinese and also my Chinese relatives to my life here. Mm -hmm. And so speaking of my, um, like my relatives, every year I go by, they were like, oh, the life studying in United States must be, must be very easy because mm. you don't have like a ton of study work, like mm. the school works. But it's actually not that case because for a lot of high school students, they go through the um, applications, like the process and like applying colleges it's not just about your grades it's about like extracurriculars and all this stuff mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people will probably ring a bell and then like resonate so that and then also um i had to like devote a lot of time to like extracurriculars volunteer and mm -hmm. participating in sports and stuff but also um the stereotypes i faced in school while i was in high school mm -hmm. um i remember um a kid in my school like when like teacher asked about like different stereotypes that could just say like all Chinese students are good at math. <laughs> and then I was like, 
Um, <laughs> sure, but probably not the case for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, speaking to that, I want like I wanted to ask Jesse. Like, yeah. Because you were in China for nine years, have you ever faced any stereotypes while you're in China? So? Yeah, I I think that there are some stereotypes for Americans. I think. People think a lot of Americans are kind of like loud and uh, like you know a little bit like very extroverted. People think that all Americans are extroverted, and I have to sometimes kind of correct people because I'm like, if you met me in Asia, the type of person who moves from America to Asia is probably going to be pretty extroverted. It's like, but but this is not the normal American situation. Yeah, you might know ten Americans in China. They're all from this group of people that are more <laughs> willing to kind、mm-hmm. of do things. You know, America is like any place else. Like some people just like go home after work and sit in their apartment and watch TV. You know, like、mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I have a lot of friends like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's one thing. And then sometimes people. Oh, this is kind of funny because I'm Jewish. So、oh. people always say like, oh, like you'll tire and hold me. Like they always say like yeah, Jews yeah. are very smart, and I'm also kind of in that same thing that you feel when people say, oh, Asians are good at math.、Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, well, it, it's not like you're born Jewish and then you're smart, or it's not like just because you're Jewish you're smart. Like sometimes I would, I would people would be talking to me and like twenty minutes in the conversation they would say find out I'm Jewish and like, ah.、Oh, No wonder your Chinese is good. You're Jewish. You're so smart. I'm like, no, I had to study really hard. Like,、yeah. I didn't, I didn't get it for free because of like my race. Definitely. In for both of you. I mean,、mm-hmm. this is one of the things that it's like you know, life in America. You like you you deal with all different types of people in different you know,、cultures. you know, cultures. Has that been like you know, is is that a good thing? Is it an annoying thing? Like, what are kind of the how how have you experienced that having to deal with all these different cultures? Um, I will say, like I experienced like culture shock when I first came to America, cause I would I am not like an introverted person,、mm-hmm. but the the first day that I came to America, I just like felt the culture shock, and I like gradually, um, became like the quiet person、mm-hmm. in the class, and I know I'm not like introverted, and I. Didn't like I like act like this before,、mm. so my expectation for myself doesn't like didn't match with、mm. my actions. So that like made me really really sad, really anxious, and I thought like I shouldn't be like this. But I just like like I I was shy. I was、mm-hmm. afraid like like of like speaking up in the class. So there was like those kind of like struggle. But then like. When I really like step outside my comfort zone, I really try to speak up in the class. I will see like、uh, the professors and the students, my peers,、uh, are really like tolerant. They are really friendly.、Mm-hmm. They really listen to your idea and they value your idea.、Mm-hmm. And then like just I became like the the original me.、Mm-hmm. So I became like more and more extroverted, and I became to be. Like the the most one of the most active ones like in the class, so、mm. there has been like those kind of changes. Yeah, that's a really very interesting thing you said about sort of like you knew who you were, yes, and yet you weren't acting like that, and that caused a whole lot of like mental like, like challenges. Confusion, yeah. It's very confusing. It is very confusing, and it's um, 
I mean, this is the question that sometimes people ask me. They're like, do you have a different version of yourself yeah, when you live yeah. in a different country? And like, do you feel like that? Like, do you feel like there's a different you in America versus in China? Or is it the same you? And it was really just like, you needed to figure out the language and the culture and in order to get back to being you. Yeah, I will say there are definitely, I for, at least for me, there are different versions of me. And I will say like, it depends on like the, the language environment that mm -hmm. you are in. Uh, I'm not sure like if you like experienced it before, maybe you have different characteristic when you are in, in English, when you are speaking English or mm -hmm. between uh, you are speaking Chinese, you may have like different characteristics and you may like speak differently. So like um, when I was back in China, I talk a lot and I was like hua lao, like mm, in yeah. Chinese. But yeah. when I first came to um, America, I was not like really confident of speaking English. So I became like quiet and maybe many people think I'm introverted. Yeah. So I was And this also might be a stereotype thing too, because I'm guessing if you're a Chinese woman here and you're you're not speaking, people might say, oh, she's ch shy yeah. or something like that. And like, people may even think you like, you're really slow, like mm. you're slow, like reacted to things. Yeah. But maybe I just like need time to like translate the words in my head to like yeah. how to say the things I want to say. Did you actively do things to try to fix that? Or did it sort of slowly just get more comfortable to be yourself? I will say there's like a special program um, in Marshall Business School uh, that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. It's like, um, it's an honor program that I was invited to that. Um, so, but like there are, like there were a lot of challenging like activities in that program. Mm. So I remember like there's a really special one in my freshman year, like everybody uh, was like, uh, brought outside to like a, like a court, like a few thing. And everybody was, were asked to walk on a wire, like really high, maybe mm -hmm. three meters high. And I was like super afraid, but, and I knew like uh, from the beginning of the semester that we will have the activity in the, in between of semester. So for the whole first month of my school, I was worried about that. Mm -hmm. And I talked like, uh, with my grandma and my mom about the activity, maybe I sh I said like maybe I should pretend I'm sick, some like yeah. something <laughs> I should like not go into Avoid there. Avoid it. But like my grandma taught told me that like will you die in the activity? And yeah. I said probably no. They were like protection and thing. Yeah. And she said like if you can you can if you can die, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. So I would just like have the have the face of like I might die, but. If I don't die, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. So I just uh, went to uh, that, that, that activity. And mm -hmm. after that, I think it just like really stepped out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I think if I can't die, there's nothing I can like overcome. That's really, that's a good, uh, good sort of uh, lesson to take out of it. That's great yeah. advice from grandma. <laughs> By yes. the way, if you ever feel like you don't know what to do in the new country, call grandma. Somehow she always knows the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Even though she hasn't lived here, um, Joy. What about you? Um, when you think of the sort of like uh, um, culture shock challenges that you might have uh, faced, uh, do you have anything there that you're thinking of? Yeah. Uh, so um, I mean, in China, the differences are more like if you are from the northern part, like, or if you are from the southern part, there are dialect difference mm. or um, there are like food differences. But mm. like in U.S., even though you are in the same city, there are like different religious and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting to kind of learn upon like different religions and cultures and uh, how like those works and mm -hmm. trying to like respect them 
on how like maybe the tradition such as like if they're taking the Fridays off or whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So like the first year, um, so I was here for the three years of high school. So nice. the first year I was in the like Catholic school where we have to learn mm. about Christianity right. Are for you the Catholic whole year. Yourself? I'm not. I, oh, I'm so not religious at all. Interesting. So, but but you still went to a Catholic uh, high school. Yeah, for like a private school first year because oh, cool. my my parents wanted me to like yeah. stay at homestay or whatsoever. So I, I can just yeah go to a yeah. private school. Very cool. And then the uh, during my junior senior year, my parents moved here um, with me. Oh nice. So um, I just transferred to a. Um, different district mm. where there are a lot of like Jewish so the culture just suddenly changed yeah like, that must have been a shift yeah you it's know, a it's, huge shift it's funny because <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of um people in China they're like oh and you should make worry like you're American um but they don't think like the difference between going to a Catholic school and like a Jewish school or something yeah. like that could be very very different it's very different Jewish do not celebrate Christmas nope <laughs> so um it's and and Halloween. So yeah. the thing was, my younger brother wanted to go trick and treat on um, Halloween, but we walked around the neighborhood like nobody there has like their Halloween setup, mm. or there's nobody for us to like knock on the door. So That's we have funny. to drive to other district <laughs> or city nearby <laughs> to go do the trick or treat on Halloween. So yeah. then, what did and so you as a I, I guess at that time you were younger, so maybe your yeah. your thoughts on it were a little bit different. But what did it did it feel like? Um, what did it feel like having to learn all these new sort of like, it's not even American culture. It's like a smaller part of American culture. Was it, was it interesting? Was it annoying? Was it like, you know, was it, was it something that made you scared or excited? How did you feel about it? Yeah, I think it's very interesting because like the thing was um, when I was in Catholic school, I mean, like half the students believe in Christianity and half of them do not. <laughs> and when I was in like Jewish district, like half of them are really religious. Like they don't mm -hmm. even use your phone at all. Like if mm -hmm. I text them, they literally will only like reply until the like the second day. Yeah. And then, but like some of them just um are not that religious. So it's very interesting to see like why those people believe in maybe believe in God and believe in like different things mm -hmm. and how those things work out because like. Yeah, but it's just very interesting to see like how different religion plays out. Even though Christianity, there are different versions. There are yeah. people like believing, I don't know what it's Especially called, Catholic in America. or yeah, there's Catholic so and Protestant. But even amongst yeah. that, there's so yeah, many different that. ones. And in all this stuff, I kind of maybe am learning in the similar way that you learned it because <laughs> I'm not I'm Jewish, so I don't know any of the Christians yeah. outside of what I see on TV and the people that I meet. You know, so and also it's very interesting because I when I was in high school, mm -hmm. um. My best friend, she's uh, Jewish, and then she was dating a a white boy mm -hmm. and who is not Jewish, mm -hmm. and then she has to hide it because your parents won't allow it. Oh wow! Yeah. So then was it was it? You know, this can sometimes be a challenge in America. It's like, oh, <laughs> when you're dating, it's okay, but then. If you're yeah. actually thinking of getting married, you have questions like, how are we going to raise the kids? Uh, you know, who who wins, you know? Yeah, so and, I was uh, actually very, like, shocked on, like, because I thought, like, Americans are more um, open because when I mm -hmm. tell my friends, I said my dad won't allow me to date anyone before college, mm -hmm. they were like, oh, like, it's totally fine if you date anyone in high school. But when it came to, so, like, you're fine to date, like, the people from the same religion with you. Interesting. That's fine. But if they're not, then it's yeah. not okay. It's very interesting. To very me. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a lot of times where you were talking about stereotypes earlier where they say, oh, Americans are like Haifang are open. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it really depends on the environment. Like, yeah. you know, 
in some ways I find that like China is very, very open because the society has changed so much in the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. It has never stopped changing. And there will be even people like I know, like some of my Xiangsheng teachers or whether in their 60s or 70s, they're on WeChat. They're using mobile payment. They like are they know all the bus and the subway systems, which, mm -hmm. by the way, did not exist when they were kids. Mm -hmm. Like they're totally on it because it's been changing so much. And like, you know, whereas I can't get my parents to figure out how to do the mm -hmm. phone sometimes and like, you know. I try to get them on WeChat and it would take like, you know, a year to get them onto WeChat. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but in other ways, you know, uh, maybe it'd be more closed. And so it really is, um, it really is sort of, my experience has been the sort of the longer you stay somewhere, the more levels you see. Mm -hmm. And so that's, uh, that's always super fun. So yeah. we're going to uh, take a little bit of a break and go into our second section now. But um, uh, thank you everybody listening. And uh, we're going to be right back with more stuff about living across the borders. Do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, IGSE, Jesse Appel, Chinese comedian, now living in the United States. I'm confused uh, already. <laughs> and then um, here today with our two guests. I'm Betty and I'm Joy. Very good. And uh, Betty and Joy are both students at the uh, University of Southern California. And so that's our topic today is sort of studying abroad, living life in a new country and uh, sort of the good and the bad of that. And so um, I guess the first question I'm going to say to Betty over here is, um, in what ways was studying abroad what you thought it would be like? And in what ways is it very different? My expectation when I was not like, when I was not in the States, when I was back in China, I thought like I could like make friends with people from all over the world, uh, like really easily. I thought like when I go to America, one, I will have a bunch of people from different countries, but it turned out it was not that easy because people all have their uh, different backgrounds, different cultures, and you have to like really know like their cultures that you can like make friends with them. And also like, you have like an example, like uh, maybe sometime you're. You yeah, like when I was like, uh, let's say the freshman, one of the freshman course, and we have the group project. And when we, uh, I was the only Asian girl in the team. And when we like wanted to hang out, like after we uh, we were done with the group project, uh, and everybody was chatting, and there were people were talking about jokes and like memes on the internet, and sometimes everybody loved except for me because mm. I just didn't get it. Mm. So I feel like um, kind of frustrated that I can't, like I couldn't really get a point and like be part of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then this is a, this is something that I think a lot of people talk about, especially with the Chinese students on campus is they tend to all be friends with each other, Yeah. but it is hard to kind of break out of that um, circle. Mm -hmm. Did you do anything that really helped you break out of it? Or do you like, how do you feel like you're still in that? sort of challenged period? Um, I think I'm, I would say I'm still like overcoming it, but things are like getting better. Mm -hmm. I think one thing uh, that you want to know another country maybe is to, you have to like open up yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should like tell them something about your culture. You share like, like your traditions and your cultural background with them. And maybe they will be like they will be like willing to share about their culture uh, to you and it's so so that you could like learn more about them and maybe you will become friends yeah so then yeah I, I think that in that that's definitely always a challenge is like if 
it's a weird thing. It's like if you share, sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm taking other people's time. Mm. Maybe they don't care. But actually, I feel like when, especially when there's that situation, like you said, like one person in the group is just not joining in on the jokes. Yeah. If the people in the group are not horrible people, they also are, they're feeling that too. Uh-huh. And they don't want it to be weird either. Yeah. But it is kind of hard to be constantly bringing people in. Sometimes you need that little sharing of your own and kind mm-hmm. of stepping out and people are ready for it. Yeah. You know, people are ready to help out. And um, yeah, and, th- and that's also part of the challenge of the United States. I mean, if you listen to the radio or the TV here, like everybody is always talking about, oh, how do different minority groups work mm-hmm. together? How do we all live in the same city? Who, you know, how do we make sure the laws are fair to everybody? Mm-hmm. It's like a huge challenge in the U.S. to figure it out. And whether on a global, on a country scale or even in a group project scale, yeah, <laughs> that's way. a challenge. Um, Joy, what do you think? What's um, sort of one thing that was, uh, you know, very, how, and how, in what sort of way was studying abroad like you expected and how is it different? Yeah, so um, I would say, like the things you do at school is very different. I know it sounds um, it may sound a little cliche, like a lot of people talk about it, uh, how Chinese students have like very rigorous sc- schedule, from like in the morning um, to like the night. So when I was for the one year um, of high school, I didn't complete um, in China. Uh, we have to arrive at the classroom at six thirty, and then start the morning reading, and then we only have like two hours. Um, to, during the day at noon just to rest and then we come back to the school and then we also have like a lot of like classes and even um like the work to do and until like 9 40 something we were able wow. to go back to our wow. dorm I, I mean it's obviously it's difficult to say one is better than the other but like did you feel like one like what what did the chinese system do well for you and what did the american system do well for you um one thing it may sound a little funny, but I really bad at math before I came <laughs> to U.S. I mean, bad in like um, after my middle school because I was like have a really solid foundation in memorizing the like multiplication, multiplic- mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff and subtraction stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it came to like higher level education, such as like we're doing trigonometry and whatsoever, I found it really difficult to like. Like understand the logic behind it, mm. but I can't solve the problems just like as the way the teacher taught me. Mm. And then once we practice more, like I know how to solve it, but I just don't understand the, like the logic. Mm. But after I came here, um, I really appreciate the math teacher um, during high school. If he can hear this podcast, yeah. I'm going to email this to him. What's and his then, name? Uh, yeah. uh, Mr. Bonvo. Okay. Yeah, I really nice. appreciate for him because um, I had a difficult time in the beginning because we like started learning about like derivatives in junior and then I was really falling behind and then I go to um extra help every day um he didn't really explain like the like he he taught me not that way that like this is what it is mm-hmm. but rather than like explaining like how this is mm-hmm. like why this is mm-hmm. so like for 40 minutes in class he might spend like 35 minutes explaining the logic behind it and then mm-hmm. only use five minutes or even the two minutes yeah. between the different classes well, to tell the concept. Well, this is always like, I think one of the differences between the yeah. American thinking method, like the, now, of course, there are many different types and qualities of school. Yeah, definitely. America, but, <laughs> but I think that the culture wise, you want to learn how to do the thing, like the reasoning behind it. 
And in some ways, like even the Americans will look at the test scores in Asia yeah. and they say, oh, yeah, well, they do really good on the tests. But who knows if they know anything? Mm-hmm. And that maybe is a very like, you know, Pianjian, sort of like a, uh, you know, sort of a simple, very overly simplified way of thinking about it. But from the American perspective, if you only learn the thing to pass the test and then that's all that you know, yeah. well, you're going to be screwed when you go into the real world. Definitely. Because the real world isn't a math test. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, and so uh, that makes a lot of sense to me that you'd have a teacher is kind of working more on theory. And mm-hmm. then, of course, when you get into higher classes like high school and college, you can do more of that. Definitely. As a kid, they kind of make you memorize some stuff. Yeah. But, um, and then did you feel like um, – did you feel like that uh, changed your way of approaching other subjects other than math or was it? Definitely. Because yeah. I was totally not like a scientific person. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing I do is just memorization. But after like studying with him for two years after, I tried to understand the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. And also when I like try to approach to even daily things, when I try to organize the event, the gala that mm-hmm. we're going to do before, mm-hmm. uh, we talked before, um, it's more to organize it, or organizing and how mm. to like tie things up together mm. rather than just like, oh, I should like talk to the performers, I should talk to the school. Mm. But we also need to build up the timeline. Yeah. If we're thinking about like math or logic wise, it's kind of like a function or whatsoever kind of mm. like li- links everything together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the, uh, you know, one of, one of the comedy things that I've done so many years is improv comedy, uh, like no script, no uh, props. You walk on stage and you just do it. And this, this is an art form that really was invented in America. And I think it's, it is kind of like that because people are maybe a little bit more willing here to kind of just say, okay, I'm going to listen, I'm going to watch, I'm going to communicate. And real life is chaos. So we might yeah. as well just accept that and, you know, you know, it's not that you don't prepare, but you use your preparation to build up your skills mm-hmm. rather than to try to pass a test or to do one specific thing. Totally. And so that sort of thinking, you know, there are definitely Chinese people that do that. But I think that the people that I've met in China that are good at that, they did that outside of class. Definitely. They learned that skill somewhere else, and it didn't come from, like, the school, the school. <laughs> you yeah, know? <laughs> and also, like, for America, there are just different factors to weigh a student or yeah. um, when you, um, like, go to college or something. Yeah. But in China, it's the, as you might heard, it's the, called the college entrance exam. There's mm-hmm. only one thing, the score. If you yeah. do well on the one test, like, you got yeah. into great colleges. That's true. But, like, in America, there are just different factors, and you can also have, like, you can even apply to 30 schools if yeah. you wanted to. <laughs> I, I also had that, like, I had that experience when I was teaching some of these, what in, in America we call soft skills, although yeah, I, don't really, skills. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that term, but uh, like the soft skills have made my whole career. So like, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's, a, it's a good skill. But um, when I would teach that sort of stuff in China, some of my students would say like, Jesse, I really believe you, but no one's going to believe me. They'll believe you when you say it because you're an American and it sounds good when you say it. But if I go to a job interview, they would rather hire somebody who went to, you know, Tsinghua or, yeah. or Beijing University and no one's going to care that I communicate well. <laughs> but, but I think that – I mean, do you think that that's um, – but, but I was thinking I don't know if that's really true because if I were – you know, obviously this is a challenge. But if I were hiring – 
you know, and I have hired in China. I have hired people for my comedy club and for my business and um, even for things like the accountant for my business. If I hire, if I am talking to somebody and they're actually like listening to me and responding and they're not like, you know, telling me memorized things, that's the type of person I want to work with, you know, even in China. So do you feel like that sort of skill, like if you return to China today, Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that sort of thinking and skill would still be valuable or do you think that you would have to return to the sort of more test prep, you know, sort of mentality uh, even, because everybody else in the society is thinking that way? I mean, of course, um, communication skill is like hugely play a huge part in like whatever interview or daily work, no matter like what type of work you'll do. Um, and. The thing about they prefer to hire people from the higher ranks of school is probably they believe those prestige schools, they have like more solid courses mm-hmm. for the students to, pre- to be prepared. Mm-hmm. But I would believe um, that when the recruiters like finding people or um, interview people at interview, mm. um, they might want to like also pay a huge attention on the communication skills. Mm-hmm. Because when you enter the real world business, you don't want people like cannot communicate well yeah. or they just don't care about other people or they don't play well in yeah. a team to be on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the, like the fact of the yeah. real world. But, what about, what about yeah. Betty? I mean, uh, you, you've arrived here at, you know, doing your undergraduate degree now, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, student clubs, uh, activities, the stuff outside of school is a big part of college. Mm. Did you expect it to be as big as it is? Or did you not, did you think about that sort of outside the classroom stuff a lot before you came to China? Uh, before I came to America? I'm sorry, yeah, before yeah. you came to America, I'm sorry. Yeah, actually, uh, the trans- transition like of this part was not like so difficult for me because even uh, I was in China for my high school, I was in the international department of a public school. Mm. So it was actually kind of like American educational system. So like from my high school, um, the focus of the school was like no longer fully uh, academics wise. Uh, mm. There were a lot of like actual actual curriculums and like activities, clubs, um, events that actually like, I could attended like uh, in high school. Mm. So like for this part, like I didn't like really like experience a shock or something. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, so that's, that sounds really good. So it's, um, I'm glad to hear there's kind of more uh, places like that that are kind of still running and opening. So we're gonna take a break and we're gonna be right back for our final part. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We'll see you guys in just a moment. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, IGSE, Jesse Appel, Chinese comedian, now living in the United States. Here today with our two guests. Betty and Joy. And uh, students from the University of Southern California. And now I want to talk a little bit about life outside of school. Just sort of like, you know, uh, besides the classes, like what has life in America been like? And what's some stuff that you've really enjoyed about living here? And what's some stuff that maybe is really annoying? Oh, sure. I just feel like... Since ever, I, after I came to the States, I just have more time mm. on my own. Like, remembering back in China, my weekends are only spent at Bushiban, which are yeah. the um, uh, private classes we take outside of the school. And then I spend basically a whole day studying different subjects. But after I came here, we, 
I mean, sure, I have prep classes for SAT and stuff,、mm. but not a whole lot. And then I was able to spend the time on my passion dance.、Mm. So、um, I you do dancing? Yeah, I do dancing. Nice. And then I was able to go to like the dance classes in the city during the weekends. Nice. Yeah. So, so sort of dancing that element. Do you feel like you always had that interest and just didn't have the time, or that interest came because you had time? Does that make sense? Yeah, I always had that interest, but、mm. when I was in China, I just don't have the time at all. Yeah. And then I I performed once, and because it's as a school, so they gave us the extra time to. Prepare the dance,、mm-hmm. but besides that, if I wanted to take dance classes on my own, I just don't have the time because I have to go to prep schools. Yeah, and then and so so maybe having a little bit more personal time. I think part of that is probably as you get older, you get that anyway. But I think in the states, that is pretty important. Like,、yeah. if somebody told me they have no personal time and they were just working all the time, you'd think they were crazy. You know,、mm-hmm. even even if they were you know in high high school or something like that.、Yeah. So, and then what's one thing maybe that you've been in the states for a while and you still just kind of can't deal with <laughs> that you don't like? Um, maybe. Okay, this may sound a little insulted to like no, 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 some people, but like the thing was. The American accomplishment, you、mm. know, when girls see each other, they say, "Oh, I like your outfit." Oh yeah. But maybe they just they, they just wanted to say hi to you, but、oh. it's maybe your outfit. You have to be really aggressively nice. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> correct. Something like that. Yeah, but、um, sometimes I really doubt it. It's like, is my outfit fine today or not, or are they just trying to be nice? Oh yeah, yeah. Now it makes you think. Yeah. Because now you're like, well, did I do a good job? Did I、mm-hmm. like? Because are they just trying to be nice?、I、yeah. Mean, the、uh, who was it? I think it was like British friends. I had. Some British friends in um in uh in uh, uh in in Beijing, and they always would say the same thing. It's like Americans will like they'll they'll be really excited about stuff, and either they're lying or they're crazy. Either way, like you know, if you're that excited about my outfit just because you saw me, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> or、um, they're being nice. <laughs> yeah. So or they're being yeah.、Mm-hmm. And that's the way we look at it is just saying yeah. like yeah, you know, what am I going to be like? You know, rude. You know, so、mm, definitely. So that but but that does take some getting used to. And it, yeah. Do you feel like you've adopted that yourself, or you? Just I adopted of... that totally. <laughs> I I always say that to my friends too. <laughs> When I like when I maybe saw them in the bathroom and I don't know what to say to my American friends, I would、mm. say, "Oh, I really like your shirt. That's yeah, so yeah, cute. That's, that's oh, I like your nails or whatsoever." But it's it's maybe even though sometimes I don't really mean to like compliment them, but it's a great way to start a conversation. Yeah, that's and, also something、mm-hmm. that I feel very American. It's just like some other cultures are just fine with people being in the same room and not talking. Yeah, and like I feel in America, it's like you could do that with really close friends. But if you're in a、it's、room、tough. with some people, if we're, you know, if you're in a group project or if you're in a new club for the first、it's、time,、tough. and everybody's just sitting in their chairs, not seeing anything, that's like really uncomfortable in、mm-hmm. in America.、Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe in other places, it's not as weird. So <laughs> yeah, and in China, maybe people will say, "Chilama, have you started? Have yeah, you have you eaten? Yeah, have you eaten?、Like、yeah, yeah, rather than like other compliments. Yeah, and and they don't actually care whether you've eaten or not. So <laughs> very cool,、uh, Betty. What do you think? What sort of one one thing that you've really enjoyed here about lifestyle wise in the U.S. and then maybe one thing that's still annoying. I think one thing that I really enjoy here is that like I can understand my own country in another like more object. 
like、mm. perspective, like. Uh, and I had like the interest to know more about my country because when I was back home,、um, China is just China. Yeah. Like we. It's just normal. It's <laughs> just normal. Like nobody were really like aware of it.、Mm. Uh, and history was my like least、um, favorite subject when I was in school. But、uh, and the U when I came to the U S, I took、uh, a Chinese history class this、mm. semester, and it's really weird. I never thought I yeah, would like well, choose a he- Chinese history class. What was it like, like learning like Chinese history in the Western model? It's so weird because like when I was back in China, I could read all the textbook in Chinese, which is much easier. But、mm. I. Would not like to do that,、yeah. and I hate history so much. But here, I have to like read English test to learn、mm. Chinese history, <laughs> and it's so weird. But at the same time, I think、um, I could like know more about the country and more object objectively,、mm. uh, uh, like an angle,、mm-hmm. um, and also there are like、um, tests from different angles as well.、Yeah. You want like. Listen to only one voice. You have like multiple perspectives, and you can also、uh, hear different attitudes toward my country and class from people from different backgrounds. So I think that's super cool. Yeah, I think that that's a really interesting answer, and that I totally feel that as well. I mean, even just like really basic stuff that in in the when you look like the Chinese angle on the West,、mm-hmm. like even just saying the West. I grew up in America. I never heard the phrase the West. <laughs> Until I came to China,、yeah. this idea didn't really exist in my mind. That like,、oh, like you know, I'm not from Europe. I don't know anything about Europe. Why would I have any? I mean, there's some similar culture between America and Europe, but I would never have thought to. Or, or sometimes they say like "Omeiren." Yeah. You know, I would never like this. This phrase is something that never came in my mind. And then when people in China started saying this, oh, "Sifangega, Sifangega," I would be say, I would say, okay. There's actually something valid there to some extent because when I was in like when I was in high school, I went to Spain for a week for vacation. This is the only time I've ever been in Europe, but we could go and、uh, like you know you could visit churches and like there was there was it was it was similar enough to the American culture that I'd grown up in that it wasn't completely different. But then when you arrive in China. Like you might not even know where the temples are、mm-hmm. because you can't read any of the signs.、Yeah. You can't see anything going on. You can't tell the difference between a Buddhist shrine and a Tibetan Buddhist shrine, or、yeah. or like the Temple of Heaven, which is not a Buddhist shrine at all.、Mm-hmm. You know that sort of it, the culture was so different that it did make me look back at that time when I went to Europe and I said. Well, maybe this this cultural connection is deeper than I thought. Yeah. And and you know,、um, and and sort of and exactly what you're saying with history, looking at that from a different angle can sometimes be fun. Yeah, I really agree that I think like only when I'm out of my own country, I'm more, I'm even more self-aware of my own identity,、mm. and sometimes I feel like kind of ashamed of like knowing <laughs> not too much about my own country. Interesting. And sometimes in a history class discussion, I felt like. I don't even necessarily know more than a Western student <laughs> about my own country, well, so I have a, the pressure to learn more about China. That's really cool, and I love that as well. I mean, I always say that like whenever you learn something living abroad, you really learn two things because、mm-hmm. you learn how it's done here, and then you simultaneously realize that oh, the way we did it back home is not the only way. Yeah,、definitely. you know, even like little things like you know when I would go. 
uh, like when I first went uh, arrived in Beijing, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see people at like a butcher shop. They'll hang the meat in the window. Yeah. And then people would say like, oh, that it's so different. But then I'm like, well, why wouldn't you? show people what's in your shop. You know, <laughs> yeah. why is it that in America we hide the meat section all the way in the back of the of the um of the supermarket, uh, supermarket even though everybody is going to go back there and you you ask these questions and then that that sometimes leads to very interesting answers and sometimes it leads to, you know, very normal answers, but mm. but that question that thought of questioning the everyday life is just something very difficult to do if you never leave, you know? Yeah. And then when you get outside of it, you get a little bit more perspective. So mm-hmm. that's very fun. I, I think that's a great answer. And then what's something that you've been here a little while and you still can't, you know, you just can't stand? Um, <laughs> one thing that I can't stand is without Taobao. Oh, because, no more Taobao. <laughs> no more Taobao. Because when I was back in China, I could buy everything on Taobao. Yeah. And there's not like a... a Amazon play- doesn't do it for you? Is it not good enough? Not really. Because yeah, you Joy's can... shaking her head like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like in back in China, you could buy like Nike, Adidas, yeah. everything or like... Uh, like all the kind, all brands of makeup mm-hmm. on Taobao, but like in America, it's totally different. Mm. If you want to buy Nike, you should go to Nike's website. If you want to yeah. buy Adidas, you need to go to Adidas website. Mm-hmm. There's not like one platform you could buy anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I miss Taobao as well. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's and the, also and the delivery is free and super super fast. Yeah, that's the other thing is a free delivery, and then also the um, also there was like everything there, like you know, like. Every we like I would like back when I ran the my comedy club like we had like our stage broken or like uh-huh. I'm gonna find a welder on Taobao uh-huh. or something like that like I just need somebody to come to my house today to weld this piece of metal together and and I'll just go on Taobao and see if it's there yeah you have everything there like you know the, and so that that is kind of very convenient so maybe it's an opportunity you can out Amazon Amazon <laughs> you know make the next big company yeah so very cool so. So those are sort of like lifestyle things. And then um, outside, again, outside of school, just kind of like living here, are there things that you still really want to do when you're in the U.S.? You know, is there anything that you've wanted to go see or go do before you maybe head back uh, head back to China someday? I would say uh, travel as much as I can because um, – the U.S. to China is like 14 or even 16 hour flat. Uh, even if I come back to China, maybe it's not like that convenient for me to travel around the States. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably take as much time as I could uh, travel traveling here and see as many uh, different states and uh, know about more cultures in the States. Mm-hmm. Like during the, my time like nice. having college here. I'm going to ask you a question and answer honestly. Yeah. How many states did you know the names of before you came to the U.S.? Like that you really knew? Like, like, I th- like before? Like I think most people in China would know New York and California. Uh-huh. And then maybe that's all. You know, like, yeah. so like outside of New York and California, did you have any knowledge of different parts of the country um, before you came to the U.S.? Like the states of the United States. Yeah, the United States. Um, I took a U.S. history class uh, when I was back in high school, but I, I, I did it really sad because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, didn't, I didn't get a, in there. Didn't yeah, I didn't there. like history. <laughs> so even though we had like the task to write down fifty states, we yeah. have the challenge to write down as many states, like American states, as yeah. you can. 
like I still could not. That's still like Sibei though. It's like yeah, you know, just like yeah. memorization. I may be like among the last one or two in that challenge.、Mm. So I think many Chinese students. Or, or even Americans can't. Yeah, I think a lot of like, Americans would fail that. Te- that th-、uh, sadly, Americans suck at geography. <laughs> I could go on for a long time on this, but the um, but like yeah, so so where where are you interested in going? Like, where do you definitely want to see before you before you leave the the U.S.? Um, I will say, I really love Florida. Yeah. Cause um, I think. Uh, I watched a really famous show called Morning Family, and、mm. I think the setting is in Florida, and I've never been there before.、Mm. So if I have to come back to China, I would definitely visit there before I go. Yeah, and then、uh, Joy, what about you? What sort of、um, you know your your thoughts outside of、uh, classes again? Where would you want to go in the U.S. before before you head back? Maybe. Yeah. So I. It's kind of similar to Betty. I also wanted to do like road trips and、yeah. also try like. Maybe some like、um, activities such as skydiving or、oh, yeah. Uh, like yeah, like a Cuba or something. That'd、yeah. be funny. It's so funny. It's like that's. This seems like the sort of things that like my my Chinese friends when they go to America. <laughs> I had a a friend from my comedy group come to Los Angeles for vacation. He went to Los Angeles. He went to the beach. He went skydiving. He went to the desert and shot giant guns. I wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> totally a tourist. And then yeah, and then he went to Las Vegas and went to like gambling.、Mm-hmm. And I was like, you had a great time. It sounds like yeah, America. Yeah, <laughs> and also I wanted to go to like Yellowstone National Park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful parks. And then just、parts. to like drive on my own. Especially、yeah. in America, like the. They they built all the roads for cars. It's、mm-hmm. like less for public transit yeah, and more、definitely. for cars. So if you have a car, you can just go. You, you know? can go everywhere. That's where I. That's how I got here. I drove from Boston to L.A.、Oh, wow. It took me two two weeks, and that、two、was how because I got I had to get here. The car that I could get was I bought my dad's used car. Oh、and、God. so, if I'm going to get my dad's car to California,、oh、I had to、God. drive. So I drove. I did the road trip, and it was、uh, oh、it was a lot、God. of fun. So yeah, I highly encourage the road trip. And then <laughs> maybe I should do that. You should do when it when I graduate. <laughs> Sounds good. And then、uh, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to ask、uh, just one last little word of advice. If there are people who are listening to the show,、uh, who maybe they're Chinese, maybe they're from anywhere else in the world, but they、uh, they're thinking about maybe going to another country to study or to live, what's one last piece of advice you have for people to, that are maybe interested in in living abroad but have never done it before? The first thing, maybe just to like. Step out of your comfort zone,、mm. and also it doesn't matter. Maybe some people would like say, "Oh, why are you always hanging always like the same group of people, or you're trying to hang out always like different people?"、Mm. But I want to say it doesn't matter like who you hang out with, as long as like you are comfortable with them. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Betty, what do you think? Um, I will just say, uh, don't be shy. Uh, be proud of your identity. Be proud of your culture, and be yourself, and even show off yourself.、Mm. Very good. That's all very good advice. And、um, yeah, I think it's 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 definitely a lot of fun for me to hear your stories. It's kind of funny how,、uh, you know, this is the the thing that I keep learning is you go you meet people from very far away, and、uh, you know, but if you've had similar life experiences, weirdly enough, all of that difference between how you were grown up and how you kind of were raised starts to、uh, shrink,、mm-hmm. and then you realize like, hey. If you've studied in America and I've studied in China, we actually kind of dealt with similar、yeah. things. Even though 
it's like Switch. It's Switch. And that was the cool thing about it is like my my story about having to get the electricity card uh-huh. turned on is completely different from your thing. But I'm sure you had something like similar when you're like, how does American healthcare work? Oh, yeah. my gosh. What is <laughs> like, you know, that sort of thing would be very, very different. And so um, that's kind of, you know, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, you know, the 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 fact that every, all the details are different and yet it kind of feels the same. Mm-hmm. The electricity thing. Yeah. <laughs> I came here early with my parents and my mom doesn't speak English. Yeah. So I have to do like a lot of billing of electricity, natural gas, mm. or even pay property tax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like that's the thing I've never done before in China. And I don't think we pay property tax if you own a house no, or China, something. No, So it's very, it's very different. But stuff. the little thing... The concept wise, it was really it's it's really funny. It's like and now I'm dealing with stuff that's like the opposite where I recently opened a company in the United States uh, and I was talking to the uh, like the people. I was like, how do you do this and how do you do that? And they're like, we don't do that because I'm used to running a company in China and I know kind of how the company works. And then in uh, in in America, there's just a completely different rules. And so. I remember when I was doing in China, it felt very difficult and it was difficult to learn. It was all in the second language. But then even though I speak English, it doesn't mean you just know things. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it's really not even about where you are. It's like if you're going through anything for the first time, you face challenges. And so uh, I'm glad to hear that you guys seem to be doing well with the challenges as well. And um uh, are, are, are fighting through. So um, I think that's going to be all that we have time for today. Uh, I'm your host, Jesse Appel, here today one more time with our guests. Ready. Enjoy. And uh, if you're interested in the show, please do leave a message on the, um, on the comments. We do read them, and that's our main way of figuring out whether you enjoyed this thing because we make this file, we send it out into the Internet. Then did you listen? Did you not? I don't know. Who would, how would we know? We got to know, uh, got to get some feedback from you guys. Uh, and let us know specifically about what you thought about these, uh, this special episode, um, whether you think we should be doing more stuff like this, because uh, it was definitely a lot of fun to be able to come down to uh, University of Southern California, see everybody, and, um, you know, just share some new stories. So uh, thank you again once more to our guests. Uh, thank you again once more to you guys for listening. Uh, I'm Jesse Appel, and uh, see you later. Bye-bye.